Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Welcome to another episode. So today I'm continuing the players review. I'm going to go through uh, players numbers 11 to 20. Uh, I did the first episode of the players review review from uh, numbers 1 to 10 in uh, the episode I did the other day. I believe it was, uh, I think it was released on Monday. So just go um, check that out if you wanted to check um, the players review on those types of players. The episode before that, I, I um, had Lee Harding on and I've had Troy Makepeace on the last few weeks. So make sure to check out previous episodes if you haven't already. Anyways, I will continue. I'll continue to go through the players' review. Uh, first off, we start off with number 11, our vice-captain, Luke McDonald. So, Luke McDonald, 2020 was his breakout year. He won the best and fairest. Um, in 2021, he, he had a couple of injuries to start the year. He missed a few games, but started to get going in the second half of the year from uh, from memory. So, 2020, he averaged 22.2 disposals, 12.3 kicks, 7.9 handballs. Uh, went down a little bit in 2021 uh, from 10 to 10.4 kicks, 6.8 handballs, and 17.2 disposals. The marks went up from 4 to 5.2. Tackles sort of stayed the same, 2.6 to 2.5. I sort of wonder, like, inside 50s went up from 1.6 to 2.4. That might have been, I remember his first few games when he did come back, he was playing on a wing, and his last three or four weeks in the season, he, he, he kind of um, went back to... The back line where yeah, where he made his where he's made his name. I think the rebound fifties. You know, you, you look at twenty twenty. It uh, went down from five to two point four this year. So that might that would have had a lot to do with um, just yeah playing playing up the field a bit more. Um, disposal efficiency went down a bit this year from seventy eight point eight to seventy four point six. Uncontested possessions and contested possessions, it was about the same ratio. Um, so he had uh, you know, 4.5 contested possessions to t- and 12.2 uncontested possessions. This year, last year, it was 5.2 to 11.9. So he's, he's got that balance. He's got that bit of an outside game. But, yeah, he's a very tough player. We all know how tough he is and a very good player. Uh, intercepts went down for last uh, this year as well from 5.8 to 3.5. Uh, time on ground went down a bit too. That's probably just playing on the wing, doing a lot more gut running, whereas opposed to playing in the back line a lot. Um, it went from 90.9% to 76.1%. But at the end of the day, we don't have too much to worry about uh, with Luke McDonald. You know, he's, he, he, we know how good he is, so I'm not too worried about that. I think uh, his best position is in the back line. I, I don't know if they... Putting back there, I think the emergence of Aaron Hall sort of pushed him up the field a bit. Maybe Kane Turner as well, just as a specialist uh, back pocket player. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if they push him back to half-back flank. I think I'd like to see him there. I mean, you're always going to get injuries anyway to someone, so he can't drop back there. I mean, Jack Zeeble went back there as well this year, so they probably forced him up the ground a bit, up to, up to the wing. So I don't know if he starts up on a wing next year or, or, or goes back to a halfback flank. So that'll be interesting Interesting to see. Uh, contracted till the end of 2026, signed that big contract, um, I believe it was last year, I think it was a five-year deal. So that, that pretty much take, out his, take him to the end of his career. Um, yeah, 137 games, he's 
26. He'll be 27 in Feb next year, so pretty much the start of the AFL season. So that'll probably take him to, yeah, the end. Yeah, pretty much, uh, yeah, he might. After that, he might uh, get one or two more years after that, um, just with small contracts. So, yeah, no, I, I think I, I'm not too worried about, uh, you know, just a little regression this year. I think he'll bounce back next year or if he if he does go back in the back lawn or, or maybe, who knows, he might uh, push up in, even into the midfield. So, but that'll be a bit harder. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of players that we, that we've got at the moment that uh, can go through the midfield. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. So the next one is probably the most uh, interesting one of note that'll be on today's podcast probably. So don't stop tuning in after I uh, talk about the other eight players after this bloke. But it was Jai Simpkin, our best and fairest winner, and rightfully so. He, was, he had a cracking year. So, yeah, just to sum it up... Um, his disposals in 2020 went from went up from 20.2 to 26.9. That's a big, big leap. That's an extra, you know, almost seven possessions a game. Marks doubled from 2.2 to 4.4. Tackles stayed around the same, 3.7 to 3.8. Inside 50s, a big um, improvement there too, from 2.5 to 4.7 a game. Um, rebound 50s as well, 1.1. Went up to one point three, so you can sort of tell he's he's going, you know, playing um, you know, both ends of the ground up, you know, going forward when he had to, and uh, definitely going um, going back in the back line, helping out there as well. So goal assists, um, he only had three in twenty twenty seventeen games. This year had fourteen, which is a which is a very big improvement. So an average went up from point two to point six a game. Uh, the only criticism that you could probably have, only kicked two goals, two goals, five this year, whereas last year kicked six. So we really want him, like, he's probably a player that could average 28 possessions a game next year. I mean, with that sort of improvement. I think this year he had uh, 38 games in the 30-plus possessions as well and one with uh, 29 possessions. So, yeah, look at some of these games, 34 disposals against Richmond in round uh, 21. Uh, six marks as well. 31 disposals against Carlton in a win. Eight marks and five tackles. Uh, 32, 32 disposals and eight marks in a 10-point win at West Coast. He's big, played a huge game there to get us the win. 30 disposals uh, against Gold Coast. You know, um, all the games that he gets 30-plus possessions were, were either very competitive or, you know, we've either won or we've been very competitive, you know, around... You know, 14, 23 point loss to Brisbane. He had 31 disposals. 31 disposals in a draw against GWS. 38 disposals in a seven point win over Hawthorne. Our first win of the year, as as, uh, most of you will remember. Uh, 33 disposals, six marks, five tackles in a 20, in, um, oh, that's in 2019. Yeah, but uh, yes. And he had a he had a twenty nine disposal game against someone as well, so from memory. So you just, yeah, just. Yeah, fantastic play. Contract until 2024, which is good. Just gives us a bit of breathing space. And another good thing is he's only 23. Will be 24 in March next year. So, yeah, I mean, still, that's that's very, very young. And, yeah, the improvement that he showed is just um, has been, um, yeah, unbelievable, really, from uh, 2020 to 2021. You know, uh, effective disposals uh, went up, too, from 68 to 70%. Uh, contested possessions, 10.7 he averaged this year, 9.7 in 2020. Uh, uncontested possessions, 10.8 in 2019. 
um, to 16.4 this year. So that's where he's getting the extra possessions. It's pretty much come from the uncontested positions. So he's getting a bit on the outside. He's just not trying to... Yeah, he's, he's getting more on the outside. Just being a bit smarter, I think. Just reading the game a lot better. 1% has went up too from 1 to 1.4. So everything's just going, going the right direction. Meters gained 237.7 to 365.2. So, whew. Um, turnovers went up a bit from 3.9 to 5.3. But you're going to get that at the end of the day with um, that amount of um, ball you're going to get that, you know, that's obviously going to get up, go up as well. Uh, time on ground went up as well, seventy-seven point four percent to eighty-two point nine. So I've talked previously about players just maturing at that sort of twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six. They've done a few pre-seasons now. He's been in the system for five years, um, and yeah, you can sort of tell he's he's just uh, he's gotten himself super fit where he can actually you know run his you know he can run you know height. Long distances at high speed for a lot longer now, so that's just getting uh, into the into the gym as well, and yeah, just um, doing more preseason, like I said. So yeah, hopefully we can even get more of an improvement next year. I mean, I, the only thing I'd like to see him is just get more goals, and even a goal assist a game would be fantastic. I'll just check his score involvements; they've gone up as well, so from three point eight to four point eight. So he's doing everything right, you know, like. You, you, Definitely deserved his best and fairest this year, and probably most likely will be our next captain once Jack decides that um, he, he can't do it anymore. So yeah, when Jack decides he doesn't want to do it anymore, then he, um, we've got more than a capable replacement in Joy. Whether it's Joy, I, I, look, this might be a bit controversial, um, but I think the next captain might be Luke McDonald. And the other reason I say that before you. You, you all start arcing up and say, Dean, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, before you all start saying that, I just think Luke McDonald's much better with the media. He looks a lot more relaxed. He, he, he's, you know, look, Jack's just a good, good, good with the media, and I think Luke's Luke can be a good face. And I just like Jai that he can focus on his football. He doesn't have to worry about the leadership and what's going on around him. I mean, yeah, Jai's fine in front of a camera and stuff like that. But I, I just think, I just like to put it with Luke McDonald. You can have Jai Simkin as a vice captain and so forth. So he'll definitely be part of the leadership group. But that's just me. I mean, if, if Jai gets it, I'm, I won't be too disappointed or anything like that. But I'm just going to go against the grain. If I had to put um, money on the next captain, I might go Luke McDonald. So there's my uh, hot take for the episode. So next one is, well, I've talked about this guy a lot, probably a lot more than um, we probably should talk about him. Uh, that's Jared Polak. I, I just talk about him so much. Yeah, you know, I brought it up with um, certain uh, like uh, Mark McGowan and um, Ricky uh, from you know list expert Ricky. So I've brought him up a fair bit. But Jared Pollock is just, you know, you sort of look at these numbers. So I'll compare his 2018 to 2019 season. Um, 2018 at Port Power, he averaged 25.1 disposals, 4.5 marks, you know, uh, 2.9 tackles, which, you know, is a lot better than what he does now. He, he just looked like he gave a shit that year, basically. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go to even more the advanced uh, statistics and you sort of, Sort of look, he's never well, I guess he's never been a big goal kicker. He's always been around a 70% with disposal efficiency. You know, score involvements 5.3 in 
you know, and even his first year at North Melbourne, he averaged five point three. You know, meters gained four hundred ninety meters per contest at uh, Port Power. Um, just going to like, I think there was one game at Port pa- Port Adelaide. I've got it here actually, where he played against North Melbourne in round six game. He had thirty four disposals, eighteen kicks, sixteen handballs, five marks, twelve tackles, and a goal. Um, that was at Marvel Stadium in two thousand eighteen for. Port Power, so that's probably one of the reasons why we recruited him, but might have been uh, based off that. But then you sort of look, uh, two th- yeah, and his first year at North Melbourne wasn't bad. You know, 23, 23.1 disposals. Everything was very, very similar. There wasn't too much you know, of a difference in his statistics. Like, next, you know, two less possessions a game, but who cares? You know, his disposal efficiency was about the same, 70%. So... Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a bad first year. Then twenty twenty, he started off okay, and he played a good game. I remember he played a good game against Carlton in a wet. He, was, uh, he had a poor first quarter. He was, he was they were trying to play him a tagging role and Patrick Kipps, and that that wasn't working. So we pushed him back onto a wing, which was you know the, the smart move, his best position, and he was, he changed the game for us and was probably one of our best players that day. And then all of a sudden, uh, Reece Shaw dropped him after that game. He's never been the same since. I remember Reece sort of saying he's got to work on his defensive defensive part of his game. Reece Shaw was big on that. And he's just never been the same since. He's he's always been on the outer, I think. Always been on the out looking in. Um, and that drop, you know, he played 13 games in 2020, uh, the COVID year, more so. We played in Brisbane. I mean, this year was a COVID year as well, but that was when we played majority of our games in Queensland. He averaged 19.2 disposals. Now, you look at this year, he only played five games, but it's dropped down to 12.6 disposals a game. You know, three marks, two tackles, you know, from his career best, uh, 2.9. Obviously never been a big tackler, but, uh, you know, he... he um, yeah, you know, inside fifties four a game in Port Adelaide, one point two this year. Uh, uh, Clangers, he's he's never been you know a butcher of the ball, but uh, even this year, like in nine in twelve possessions, he 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 averaged two clangers a game, which is which is not not really like him. He, he's a good user of football, um, and just everything else like. Uh, Clearance work. He managed to get a few clearances at Port Adelaide, just on the wing where he used to charge in. But now he, he just didn't look interested. In, you know, meters gained. Uh, Four hundred ninety point six in his last year at Port Adelaide to two hundred seven point eight uh, intercepts. He, you know, he used to he used to drop back and you know get the odd uh, ball in the back line for Port Adelaide. Didn't do that North this year. He did play the games. He did play. He did play a few games up forward. And, yeah, and he did uh, have a sub game involved there. Obviously, came with uh, you know did his hamstring early in the year, I believe. Where I think it was the Good Friday game, wasn't it? Um, so that that probably hurt him. Uh, contracted till I believe it is twenty twenty three. So he's twenty nine now. So well, um, big year coming up for him. So hopefully we can get back to that. See a bit of that 2018, even at this stage, I'll take a 2019 um, Jared Polak sort of season. So we'll see how we go with that. Obviously, we couldn't trade him. Um, just a big contract. It is. I remember when we did sign him, it was front-ended. So hopefully, you know, another year, if, he, if it doesn't go well, 
that another club with one year left on his contract, we can say, look, we'll pay half or whatever it is. It might be 500000 I'm not too sure. Like, let's say, and we'll say, we'll pay half. It just We just want him off the list if someone wants to take him. He's obviously gone on the rookie list now. I don't think that's too much of a difference. Like, you're always going to get injuries, long-term injuries to someone. So you're always a chance you're going to play. So, yeah, I remember Kane Corns was um, uh, big on that. But, you know, look, having a big whinge about that, that – um a player like that shouldn't be on a rookie list, which is which I can sort of get. Like a player that's played in a system for 146 games and has been playing every year shouldn't be allowed on a rookie list. And the rookie list is very, you know, should should be used for rookies basically. So yeah, I, I can sort of get that point from him. Anyways, we go to the next one, and and this guy, yeah, Trent Dumont. Obviously, yeah, delisted, recently delisted to a surprise of a lot of people, probably even including myself a little bit. I mean, we did sort of see the writing on the wall um, at the start of the trade period when his manager pretty much said, look, he's not playing for North Melbourne again. In, not in those words, but in a roundabout way in those words. So you look at 2019, he averaged 23.6 uh, disposals, 2020, 20.1. The 2021, 17.9. His marks went up this year. Tackles. This is a big surprise. Uh, 2020 averaged 4.4 tackles. Sort of been around a four mark um, each year, like in his career. This year only averaged 1.9. So I'm not too sure what the reason was behind that. Whether I mean, he's always been a wingman. I, I talked to Ricky about this, and he's always been, you know, usually a player that's on the wing. He might go into spells in in the in the centre square for periods, but uh, not for long. Uh, Clearance has dropped from three point four to one point five. Um, so yeah, un- unfortunately, he is. Well, how old is he now? He's twenty six now. So. Yeah, look, I'd be surprised if someone didn't pick him up. He's already he spoke on uh, South Australian SEN, and he sort of said if he doesn't get picked up by an AFL club, he's going to go play at Norwood. So yeah, we'll see how we go with that. Uh, but not much, too much else has changed. Disposal efficiency around a seventy-two percent mark, which is pretty much where he has been throughout his career. You know, uh, this year. Contested possessions for a game to uncontested possessions, 14.1. Time on ground, about 80%. Metres gained, um, 278.6. So it's gone down a little bit, but nothing nothing majorly. I haven't seen, I don't see anything to suggest that he's not good enough to play AFL anymore. So, I, I, look, from a personal point of view, I hope he does get picked up by someone else. But unfortunately, he's not an off-mile player after 113 games, and yeah, it's probably probably something I wouldn't have seen if you asked me 12 months ago whether I thought Trent DeMont was going to be at the club. So unfortunately, he he will not be. So I, I guess um, other just with uh, North going in the youth movement, they they want we want to push that, and he's one of those players. And unfortunately, um, without a contract, you, you, yeah, you've been told um, you're not going to get a new one. Or like if roles were reversed, I'm sure. Jared, if Jared Pollack was out of contract, he would have been uh, delisted and Trent DeMont had two more years and, yeah, he would have um, stayed on. So that's, uh, that's yeah, the ruthless nature of football, I guess. Uh, next player. So we go to Atu Bosna Valagi. So out of contract at the end of 2022. So he's got a big year coming up. He played seven games for North this year. 
came as part of this Jaden Stevenson deal, pretty much as a throw-in, really. Um, he only played three games for Collingwood in 2020. Every seven uh, seven disposals at Collingwood. Uh, went up to 11.6. Obviously a different role at uh, North Melbourne compared to Collingwood. I think they, they thought seen him as more of a crumbing sort of half forward. We, we try to uh, make him as a re- rebounding defender and uh, had some good games for uh, Air Reserves playing that role. So and, and that's why he got his opportunity. Um, you know, you, you look at uh, ins, inside 50s, he averaged one at game at Collingwood, went up to 1.9. It's a very small sample size. He's only played uh, 10, 10 games at the end of the day, so we're not going to – you can't read too much into that. Kicked one goal, kicked his first career goal against uh, Geelong in Tasmania, I believe. So, yeah, big year coming up for him. Only 21 years old. So, yeah, look, you know, he's, he's, I mean, you want to get those games up to 10 to 12. I don't think he's going to start the year like in our best 22, but he's a player that could, you know, a few good games in the reserves. He could force his way in, into the team. And, um, yeah, it might be, a, might be one of those players that if you get 8 to 10 to 12 games next year, then he gets another year and we just go one by one after that, you know, year by year. Uh, yeah, a bit of a project player, I guess. You know, like we just threw, you know, he's thrown in obviously with the Stevenson deal. thought, oh, well, we might as well, you know, see what we've got here. Uh, intercepts. He averaged four point three a game, so that, that's um, that's actually pretty good for a, you know a rebound defender. So yeah, I mean there's potential there. So yeah, I mean if Aaron Hall, you know, regresses a bit, then he's he's probably a player that could take his spot. You know, because very similar in pace. Seems like a good user of a ball. Um, disposal efficiency eighty four percent this year. So that's 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 very good. So yeah. Something to work with, anyway. So it'll be interesting. He's got a big year um, if he wants to have an AFL career coming up. R2. I mean, that's a bit harsh to say it, only 21 years old, but that's the ruthless nature of business. I mean, if you don't, if he, if he struggles in the reserves and plays two games for us this year, then he, you know, unfortunately, he probably um, doesn't get another deal and has to go to, yeah. Um, yeah, to I don't know, maybe the VFL system or something like that, and might be able to come back in a couple of years' time. So, someone like a Sam Skinner, possibly, who knows? So, we'll um, see how that one pans out. Next one I'll go to is Aiden Bonner. So, he went up from six to ten games this year, started off the year really well. Uh, first three or four games, he um, he looked pretty good, but then got an got a injury against Collingwood, I believe. So and that really set him back. I think it was a long term injury. And even when he came back, he just wasn't the same player. He sort of struggled to get back to his, you know, early season form. So we'll just go through his, you know, statistics. He's never been a person that gets um, big possessions. So it went up from eight point eight to ten point seven this year. Marks went up from one point seven to three point six this year. Um, rebound fifties two and a half a game. This. Um, his disposal efficiency is very good. Like you can, ju- you just feel confident when the ball's in his hand. He's got a career disposal efficiency of seventy eight point seven percent, which is really good. This year was eighty four percent. So yeah, one percenters. He's very good at the team things: spoils, smothers, knock ons, shepherds. So he averages four point two one percenters per game. So that's that's really good. Yeah, they're the things coaches love. Uh, meters gained also. 
went up from 59.3, which is pretty ordinary uh, in 2020, to 156.7. Not great, but it's, it's better than it was. Uh, intercepts average 4.2 a game, which is yeah, which is pretty good for you know. Um, uh, but what is he? Is he a medium middle medium defender? Is he a small defender? Is he can he play on talls? He's 188 centimeters, so he's not small. So yeah, I mean, I mean, if we get a couple of injuries, he, he's probably a player that will have to play tall, unfortunately. So yeah, it's just yeah, his best position is in the back line. He's out of contract at the end of 2023. He signed. Um, I think during the year, so on a uh, two-year extension. I think it was quite early in the year, so when he was actually playing quite well before his injury uh, against Collingwood. So, yeah, look, um, yeah, we'll uh, see how he goes after that. Yeah, we'll see how he goes um, next year. But, uh, yeah, look, the potential is there anyways. And I, I think he's in our best 22, so come round one next next year. So next player is Lockie Young, so he came um, via the Bulldogs. I think it was a what, what was it? It was like a was a delisted free agent or something like that. Or oh, I'm not. No, it was um, part of a trade, wasn't it? Or so I can't remember now. So, but uh, I remember the Bulldogs just wanted to keep him on the rookie list, and we were happy to give him a two year deal if he came to the club. And yeah, it was in and out of the side this year. Played 13 games as opposed to two for the Bulldogs in 2020. Uh, average 12.9 disposals a game this year, four, four and a half marks. Um, inside 50s, 2.1. Rebound 50s, 2.4. I'm not sure what his best position is. You know, there's just, I don't know about, about him. There's just something something missing. He's got the potential. He's got a good, clean pair of hands. Took a few intercept marks. Like, I think he averaged 3.6 intercepts this year. Um Disposal efficiency is okay. It's seventy-two percent, but he he can be um he, he can turn a ball over. I'll just go to his clangers. Uh, clangers. He averaged three a game, basically two point nine out of thirteen disposals, which is quite high. He can. He's, he looks like a confidence player. If things aren't going well early, then he, he just looks like yeah. He, he just go, goes into a hole. I remember the Bulldogs. Good Friday game, where it was where he dropped a couple of cities. He, he did just everything went against him early, and that was it. You could sort of um, write him off for the rest of the game after that. Not not that uh, we had a we had a good um, good game anyway. But not many players had a good game that day anyway. So yeah, it's a big year for him. Um, I'm not sure 2022. So he's got another year left of his of his deal he's only 22 so I, I i don't know how this one goes i don't he's not a player that um gets in your best 22 but he you know he he probably will get opportunities next year when injuries do arise 189 centimeters so he's quite tall quite athletic is his best position on a wing maybe We've tried that with him, or even possibly half forward. I don't know. Uh, defender, I'm not sure about that one. So, yeah, he does struggle one-on-one. and does struggle to read the uh, ball in the air uh, as well. So we'll go to the next one. So only three more to go, so hopefully you're sticking with me with this. Uh, so go to uh, Sean Attlee. So Sean Attlee, yeah, um, unfortunately, yeah, the de- recently departed Sean Attlee. Um, just going through his career, 233 games, averaged 17.4 disposals a game, three and a half marks. This year he averaged 5.6 marks. So I've just got a lot of chip kicks um, 
to him. Uh, his, his best year was probably 2019, where he averaged 20.1 disposals, uh, 2.1 inside 50s. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that was probably his best year. This year, it wasn't a bad year. I mean, 18.1 disposals, 5.6 marks, 2.9 rebound 50s a game. He's young. He's 20. He'll be, I think he's 29. Yeah, he's 29 now, so... Uh, disposal efficiency quite high, 81 percent. But yeah, it's just I think we he's a player that we always remember the um, the turnovers he does. He does some he does do some shockers. So yeah, um, meters gain he's usually you know around the two fifty mark the last couple of years. So uh, time and ground he spends a lot of time on ground playing as a back pocket sort of specialist player. And yeah, that's you know, I mean, two hundred thirty-three games. That's, that's not a bad career for Sean. Uh, you know, he wasn't he wasn't well loved uh, by the supporters a lot of the time. We we often remember the bad games with him. I remember that game um, against Bulldogs this year where he's playing on Waitman, and quite early they they seen it. Um, I think it was yeah, you know, Luke Beveridge decided. Well, we're going to isolate Sean Atley and Cody Waitman in the goal square, and he just looked like a defender that had never played in the back line before. He just kept – the ball was in the air, and he just kept watching uh, Cody Waitman punching punch his arms. And he never kept his eye on the ball the whole quarter, and he, it looked like something you see in under-18s football. Um, the guy just, oh, well, we've got this full forward. We'll just chuck him in the back pocket because we've only got 14 players today. So, yeah, that that was probably the, the writing on the wall, I reckon, after after that game. He sort of, I, th- I think he sort of struggled after that because we put Kane Turner – on Waitman after that, and Kane did a very good job, and then it made Sean, you know, pretty much surplus the requirements. You got Aaron Hall gives you that dash, so yeah, and a player that I found just didn't didn't break the, you know, didn't use his pace often enough. I don't know if it was lack of confidence, um, because he, you know, he's a player that we sh- should have, um, yeah, done more rebound fifties. You know, two point nine a game this year, which is. Oh, you know, it's been around two a game. Like he's a player that, you know, we we should, you know, we we get that intercept mark. He should be running from behind and breaking the lines, but he, he just never did that often enough. And I don't know if it was just a confidence thing or a belief. Yeah, probably a belief thing more than anything. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, two hundred thirty-three games, good good servant of the club. But yeah, yeah, we're going in a different direction, and yeah, that'll probably be it for him as far as AFL football goes. But uh, certainly not a bad career from uh, Sean Atley. So next one is Josh Walker. So he probably had his best year this year. Um, played 21 games, which is a career high in a season. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, well, last year was his second um, second career games high season. If that, uh, That's great English there, by the way. Um, average 12.2 disposals, 5.4 marks. Uh, Clangers, he averaged two point two, and I kind of noticed a few games this year where he he sort of he did butcher the ball, like he he should know his limitations, just kicking long. But sometimes he just does. He, he tried to you know do a few short passes that just weren't in his nature. Trying to look for the perfect pass instead of just you know playing to his limits. So I spoke about Aiden Core previously, and you know he he was a player that um he, he's a player that averages eighty eighty percent disposal efficiency and he, he just sticks to what he knows and I think Josh Walker's got to be that player 
Um, and I spoke to someone the other day about him, and they sort of, you know, sort of said, "Well, he's probably going to be in our best twenty-two next next year if we don't recruit anyone." But you know, if, if we're when we're a good team, and if you know, if if we become a you know a good team next year, which is you know not out of the question, it'll, it'll take a lot of luck probably. Um, then he's probably a player that doesn't get a game. You know, you sort of look at the Brisbane Lions. You know, he's once they started become a very competitive team, he, he fell out of favour, and I think that's the same case with North Melbourne. But yeah, nothing against him. He, he's making the most of his chances. His contract. He's a player that's just going to get one year deals. He's going to be twenty nine, I think. What's today? So in a couple of days, the same as Jack Marnie, uh, November twelfth. So yeah, well, look, hopefully. Hopefully we can um, we can yeah even see you know the best of Josh Walker next year, but it wouldn't surprise me if he falls out of favour pretty quickly next year. That, that's just my thinking. And it's not I don't rate him. I just think you know I'd like to see someone else um, take his spot. I'd like to see him you know really fight for his spot. And at this stage, with only having three key defenders, he probably gets a game next year. So the last player I'm going to do anyway is Nick Larkey. So 22 games this year, he kicked 42 goals. That, that's a great return. Obviously had a breakout, you know, a great game against uh, Carlton. We when we won by 39 points, he kicked seven seven goals, took eight marks, and played on all Australian. Uh, Jacob Weeding and yeah, took him to town. He played on Liam Jones as well. So they just didn't have a matchup for him, and that just shows uh, the talent of this player. So he played every game this year as well. Um, what can you say about him? He pinched him, pinch hits in the ruck. Um, yeah, averaged almost two goals a game. So I'll just go like contracted till end of twenty twenty four as well, which is um, which is good. We've got that security with him now. And just, you know, he's a player that does a lot of unrewarded running. I remember talking to Lee Harding just a few games ago where he played a, a forward role and he, and he talked about unrewarded running. Like, And he, he did a lot of that this year where he just chased and chased a lot of players and, yeah, tried to put a bit of defensive pressure. And I thought he was... Um, I, thought, I think that's a very underrated part of his game, just the defensive pressure he puts on. Uh Contested marks, you'd like to see that um, go up a little bit. I only averaged one a game, but that's probably going to be his motto. You know, marks inside 50 went up from one to two a game. So he's always going to be that lead-up type of player. So once we, um, you know, once he, you know, we become a better team, he's going to get a lot more opportunities. And he's a player that, um, you know, you give space to. He's going to find the space and... It, you know, he's he's very good on you know, he's very quick off the mark and he he he's a player that could potentially kick fifty plus goals next year. So hopefully we you know, we're we're gonna see the best of him. Uh, I probably not so much next year, but maybe the year after when we're a better team, I, I think he's gonna be and we get Callum Coleman Jones as well and Todd Goldstein will help out next year. I think he'll spend a bit of time up forward next to him. So he just needed that uh, next, um, that extra player up there, and that would have helped him out a lot more, and that'll help him out a lot more next year. We had, I think it was, oh, who, oh, who was it uh, this year? We had Tom Campbell, Tristan Sherry. So, yeah, we're and we lost Ben Brown. Obviously, we let him go, but um, 
that was uh, yeah that that was uh, unfortunate for him. But you know, well, I think you know, n- next year he, he's a player that could yeah definitely potentially kick fifty. And I, I think the best years are in front of him, especially when we can uh, have a Callum Coleman Jones, Todd Goldstein, or, or something like that. Um, be that um, help him out a bit. You know, whereas this year it was a lot of it was a lot of um, just him by himself going against three defenders, which um, made it very hard work. So, yeah, no, that'll be uh, it'll be good to watch him next year, and hopefully he gets a few more bags of you know four, five, six goals in games. Anyways, that's it um, for for this episode. So, I'll I'll probably do you know I'll pro- I'll finish off uh, these um, these player you know reviews. In the, in the coming coming days, I probably won't. Yeah, you know, I probably do another one next week. I want to do another draft show as well before the draft. I mean, that's creeping up. That's only a couple of weeks away, so that's very exciting. Um, yeah, a lot of things change uh, every day with the draft. Um, and yeah, obviously we've got uh, a lot more things coming up. We've got the AFLW starting in January, which will be good. That's only a couple of months away. So yeah, you know, I, I want to yeah you know, definitely help help that out and talk about that as well. So. Don't forget to give me a follow on Twitter as um, at hashtag Kangas. So, yeah, you can interact with me there. Um, like, um, give the show a rating and review. Uh, yeah, what else is there? I'm, I'm sort of rambling on. I've, I've, I've kind of uh, lost my marbles after 30-odd minutes of talking shit to myself. Um but I hope you enjoy the episode anyway. So I hope this is uh, helpful. Um, just doing player reviews. Um, yeah, give the give the show a like. Uh, what is it? A rating, a review on Apple Podcasts it really helps out the show. Um, but that's enough of me talking. Uh, tonight I will give a shout out to Donald McDonald. Bye for now. <laughs>